Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I can't tell you how often I have quoted from the book, The Search for the Perfect Protein here on this podcast, but it has been many. There's one part of that book when I read it, it just stunned me. And it's the part I quote all the time. And I'm going to quote it again for you now. It says, All people with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome are protein malnourished. All depressed people and people with anxiety are protein malnourished. All osteoporotic patients are protein malnourished. All patients with cancer are protein malnourished. All patients with autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis are protein malnourished. All patients with sleep disorders are protein malnourished. All Parkinson's patients are protein malnourished. And all Alzheimer's dementia patients are protein malnourished. It is shocking to hear something like that. And after I read this book, it just led me to dive deeper into learning about protein, prioritizing it in my own diet, and teaching more about it. And now, as you know, I have the 10 Times Stronger program where we apply a protein distribution strategy And just really look at ways that we can increase protein, strength training, um, and become stronger in spirit, mind, and body. One of the supplements that I introduced to my group as an option to get more essential amino acids, which is really what we're trying to get from protein, is Perfect Amino, which is formulated by Dr. Minkoff, the author of The Search for the Perfect Protein. So I am double jazzed to have him here today with us to talk all about these things, all about protein, all about essential amino acids. He is a board certified uh, in pediatrics. He's done 43 Ironmans, I think that's the most up-to-date number. Yes. He pra- <laughs> Good. He practices in Florida at LifeWorks Wellness Center and is the co-founder of the Body Health Supplement Company, where I get my perfect amino Welcome, Dr. Minkoff, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm excited to talk to you and your audience. Uh, uh, Well, I would love for you to start because one of the things I found so great about your book was your introduction and how you were a vegetarian. And so I would love for you to share the story, how you go from being a vegetarian to a protein expert and champion. Sure. So I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. I um, was uh, in Boy Scouts and I grew up in sort of a normal um, family. Meals and food were very important. Um, My mother was a very good cook and prided herself on food and all the family activities revolved around food. So weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs, it was all food. 
And I joined Boy Scouts and I was, they took us on a field trip one day. Uh, I was thinking I was 13 years old. And the field trip was in, uh, at the Oscar Meyer Meatpacking Company and Oscar Meyer's home headquarters at that point. This was in the 19, early 1960s, uh, was in Madison. And we went to, to the slaughterhouse basically, and they showed us the slaughterhouse. And I, I just was like, I can't do this. And so at about age 14, I became a vegetarian, much to my mother's dismay. And she was really angry at me. And she, I lost car privileges for one year because I wouldn't eat her roasted chicken or her, or her brisket. And um, I'm stubborn. So and I held my ground. And she would take me to the doctor like every three months for blood tests because she was sure that I was going to be malnourished and the routine stuff that he did was okay. And I stayed with it for a long time. And um, in 1982, I did my first Ironman. So an Ironman is a triathlon. It's three events. It's swim, bike, and run. And it's over. it was over on the big island of Hawaii. And you swim 2.4 miles and you ride 112 miles and you run 26 miles in the lava fields. So it's very difficult. And for some reason I liked it. And I started to make that a lifestyle along with my medical practice and had three children. And so eventually this diet did not nourish me the way that was adequate for me. And I had no idea. I was pretty committed and one day I was running and I tore my hamstring. And if you've ever had a hamstring tear, they're very difficult to heal. And after months and months and months of massage and chiropractic and heat and cold and electrical stimulation and pulse magnetic field and all the stuff that you can do, I could not, it was not, it was not solidly healed. And if I would try to run hard or run fast, I could feel that it was still not right and that it was going to be, I would, I would really tear it again. So I didn't know what to do. So I'm a doctor and I have a medical practice and I started, uh, and, and, my, I've done a couple of different medical careers, but the latest one for the last 25 years has been an integrative medical practice. So we, we do very careful analyses on people and basically two areas. One is things that are in their body that aren't supposed to be there. So toxins, infections. And the other part of it is things that are supposed to be in their body, but they're not there. And that's deficiencies. And so it's vitamins, minerals, essential fats, and essential amino acids. And I did a, I did a scan, you know, a, a, a blood draw on myself. And I, I did the, you know, when I saw the analysis, I was amino acid deficient. So essential amino acid deficient, like the levels in my blood on a fasting blood were way too low. Now I had grown up with a very famous book that said that you could complement proteins. You could eat beans and rice or wheat and hummus, and you could make up for the low amino acids in one food and get the ones in the other food. And that as a vegetarian, you could make complete proteins by your food choices. Um, 
I don't think that's, it's not really true, but that was the book. Um, and it was called Diet for a Small Planet. Um, the, so I started experimenting with amino acids, thinking, well, amino acids are the basic building blocks of proteins. And maybe if I took these things, I could replenish myself and maybe then my leg would heal. And so I started experimenting and uh, I got a combination of amino acids, which were just the, what are called essential amino acids. Now, probably most of you aren't familiar with this, but I'll just give you a little background on amino acids. So there's three major food groups. There's proteins and carbohydrates and fats. And all three of those foods share three common molecules. They all have carbon and they all have hydrogen and they all have oxygen. Now fats and proteins are arranged in a different way. So in one way they're fats and in another way they're carbohydrates. Proteins are arranged in a third way, but added to the, to the carbon, hydrogen and oxygen is nitrogen. An amino in Greek means nitrogen. So these compounds are different than carbohydrates. And there's about 20 of them or 22 of them that have different structures and all the proteins in the body. So a protein is just a string of amino acids. And if you put them together in, you know, one sequence, it's almost like an alphabet. So like English has 26 letters. And if you combine the letters in different ways, you can come up with, you know, hundreds of thousands of words. And some words are short and some words are long, but they're all made out of the same basic things. And it's the same for proteins. There's 22 of them. If you put them together in different combinations, you get different proteins. So you get hair and skin and livers and immune cells and immunoglobulins and um, you know, these and, and muscle, and these are all made out of different proteins. And some of them have, you know, 50 of them together. And some of them have several thousand of them together of the amino acids that, that make up these proteins. So there are basically eight of them that all proteins have, and that you have to have, if you're going to make a protein and if you're missing any one of them, your body can't use it or utilize it to make protein. So I started experimenting with this and I found a combination of the essential amino acids. There's eight of them. If you have the eight, you can make the other 14. But if any of the eight are missing, you can't make the other 14 and you can't make protein. So I came out a combination that really was working and I could feel it. And after six weeks, this hamstring, which had gone on for probably a year, felt actually fully healed and I could go, you know, I could go to the track and I could run hard and it didn't hurt me. And I knew that it was actually healed for good. And then a couple of months later, I went to uh, one of my favorite Ironmans is up in British Columbia. And I went up to British Columbia and I'd done that race probably eight or nine times. And I had the best time I'd ever had. So I was like sold on this. And I wrote an article about my experience in Triathlete Magazine. 
And I got 3,000 letters back from people saying, where do we get it? How can I get it? And so I already had this nutrition company that I'd started. We were selling products to help people with detoxification, like heavy metal detoxification. And we started to manufacture it and put it into that company. And this product is what Perfect Amino is. So that's the that's sort of the origin of the thing. And now um, it's it's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people use the product. And I what I tell virtually anyone is if you're in competition or you're trying to, you know, you got people that you're trying to do better than um, and you're not beating them, they're probably taking Perfect Amino and you should start. So that's just a little joke, but it's, 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 it's it's true. You know, I mean, Olympic Olympians and pro cyclists and pro triathletes. And one interesting story on this, um, Peter Reed was a two-time Ironman world champion and he wanted to go back and do the race one more time. And um, I ended up consulting on him. And I said he should take Perfect Amino because it would improve his fitness and it would improve his recovery. And so he started taking the product. And then about a month before the World Championship race, he would always go to Kona and ride, I think, 140 or 160 miles as his final test of his fitness. And there's mountains there and he, was, he would ride in the mountains. And he'd done this probably 10 times before, and he knew when he was really fit, and he knew when he wasn't. And so he called me and said he was going to do that, he was going to do that ride that day. And I said, well, call me afterwards, let me know how you did. And so he did the ride, and he called me afterwards in a complete panic. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, this is, I, I beat my prior record by 30 minutes, and I'm really afraid there's drugs in this product and I'm going to get kicked out and disqualified. And I said, you don't have to worry about that. It's certified. It's sports certified. Um, there, there is nothing in this product except amino acids. And then a month later, I went to Kona, and I rode next to him on the bike while he was doing the marathon, and he won, the, he won, he won his third Ironman World Championship. And, uh, you know, he was very sure that the perfect amino had a lot to do with it. So... Um, now he's a world championship, but 99% of the people who take the product are, are just regular people. You know, they want, um, they want energy or they want their nails not to break or they're depressed or they need better sleep or they have osteoporosis or they're hypothyroid. I mean, all these conditions require essential amino acids. And if you don't have enough, which most people don't by adding this, you can help fix up your body. Let's talk about that. I mean, that's an amazing story, by the way. And I'm quite impressed that you held out as a teenager without driving privileges that long. I have two teenagers and that they would have <laughs> thrown in the towel for sure. <laughs> um, let's talk about that because, yeah, I think that a lot of people, and I was under the oppression that, you know, these kinds of things are more for athletes, you know, like you're talking about. And I, you know, back in the day, I didn't even know that you could have essential amino acids. I mean, I feel like that's more new because it's always been branch chain amino acids. And then I always associated that with, you know, bodybuilders and stuff. I'm like, I don't need that. I'm not, you know, working out that hard. But it was reading your book and 
that, you know, quote I read from the beginning from the book that I, I read all the time here, literally, and I quote it everywhere because it was so eye-opening to me. Like, okay, people are seriously protein deficient, number one. Um, and, y- you know, I think that part of it is they don't eat enough, but a lot of it is also they can't utilize it. And so I want to talk about that because that's the other thing that your book really opened my eyes to and that I haven't talked as much about because it's a little bit more complicated. Um, and I would love for you to speak to that. You know, why can't somebody just eat more protein? Um, and why, how, why aren't we utilizing it well? Why are egg whites not the same as a whole egg? And why is tuna different than yogurt? And all of those things that you talk about in your book. Okay, sure. So this is not a concept that is, was ever being taught in nutrition science or dietary science at all. And I once had a patient who was, she had, um, she had chronic fatigue. She was a doctor. She had chronic fatigue and she came to our clinic and I worked with her and her chronic fatigue went away. And uh, part of the pro- part of the thing that helped her was to get her levels of essential amino acids up into a good range so she could heal up her body. And she happened to be the program chairman for the American College of Nutrition. Now, the American College of Nutrition is a group of dietary scientists and MDs and PhD dietitians and registered dietitians to forward dietary science. And there's a journal and to teach people all about this. And so she said, I would love you to come and be the keynote speaker at our annual meeting and speak to the group. And there was, I don't know, three or 400 people in that room. And I presented the, this this the sort of story of perfect amino, but introduced them to a concept that they really didn't know anything about and that they never learned. And the concept is this. Most of the ways that people prior to this had categorized amino acids were on digestibility or absorption. So you take in some whey protein and your body is able to break it down into amino acids because whey is a protein. And then the body could absorb it. And then you would measure that the amino acids got broken down in the intestine And then you could measure the blood and they got into the bloodstream. And they had this thing called the digestibility absorption index. And whey protein is like close to 100. Like it's actually really broken down. It's really absorbed and it really gets into the bloodstream. If you take something like a protein from a plant, the digestibility index is low because plants have fiber and they have things that bind amino acids and they don't let them go. And so they don't digest as well and you don't get as much out of them. Plus the levels of amino acids or proteins in the plants are relatively low. And so you just, the digestibility indexes are just not nearly as good as say eggs or meat or fish um, or whey. Now it doesn't, it's good that you can digest it and absorb it. But the key thing is, what are the amino acids that make up that whey protein? And I'm going to give you an analogy. And the analogy is, 
we're deciding to build a car. We're going to make a car factory. And our car factory has limited land. There's no place to store extra parts, which is true in our body. We don't have a storage depot for amino acids or proteins. We have storage depots for carbohydrates. That's called glycogen. And we have storage depot for fat, which is our body fat. But amino acids don't have a storage depot. Proteins don't have a storage depot. It's the structure of the body itself. And if you don't have enough amino acids and there's a crisis in the body, like you are you are get hit by a car or you have a big operation and you need amino acids to heal it, your body will take apart the good stuff to get the amino acids to heal the injured or the damaged stuff. I saw a guy today in the clinic who was a 170 pound um, monster CrossFit guy. And he got cancer and he had an operation and they took out his, and I saw him today for the first time. So he's already been through, through hell and back, but they took out his kidney and they took out his spleen and um, they sewed him back up. And it's been a month and he went from 170 pounds to 123 pounds. And he looks like a skeleton. Gosh. And why doesn't he have any muscle left? Because he wasn't eating hardly anything. And he and his wife and the doctor decided, well, something's better than nothing. So just eat white rice. And, you know, the foods that he was eating were, were not even close to what his body needs were. And his body needed amino acids to heal up this massive surgery. And what did it do? It deconstructed. His legs looked like toothpicks. And his wife told me that, I mean, he was 170 pounds. He's like 5'10", with, had no body fat. So he was a very fit, very strong warrior type. And now he looked like a pencil stick. It all ate it up because it just wasn't there. So the body, so if we go back to our car lot, we have a factory, we're making cars, but there's no way, there's no place to store protein or there's no place to store amino acids. And we get a delivery and we, what we're trying to do is make cars. And so we get a delivery of a hundred wheels. Okay. We need wheels for the car. That's good. We have 25 chassis, you know, like the body of the car. We have 25 of those. Okay. So we could put the body of the car with four wheels. And so now we're, we're halfway there and we need an engine. Okay. And we get 25 engines and we need a steering wheel. And they only sent us 10 steering wheels. How many cars can we make? Well, we can only make 10 cars because you can't make a car without a steering wheel. And we've only got 10 cars, 10 steering wheels. So we have no place to store the other stuff. What are we going to do with it? We got to get rid of it. Now, most of the proteins that we eat, you can do a calculation. Actually, you can do an experiment where you can see how many of the amino acids that are in the food actually are utilized by the protein manufacturing mechanism in the body to be made into body protein. 
And so this is called protein utilization or amino acid utilization. And this can be measured. So with perfect amino, if we take 100 grams of perfect amino, we can calculate that in that 100 grams, there's 16 grams of nitrogen. And any nitrogen that's not made into body protein is gotten rid of by the body. The body breaks down the amino acid, takes the extra nitrogen, makes it into urine, and that's mostly why we pee. It's nitrogen waste, called urea. So if we take in uh, 100 grams of amino acids, that means there's 16 grams of nitrogen in that. And we measure how much comes out, how much didn't get made into body protein. It's near zero. Like the nitrogen is retained. Retained means it got built into body parts, livers and kidneys and lungs and wounds and immune cells and bone marrow and hair. Like it's a hundred, it's 99% utilized to make body protein. Now, if you compare whey protein, because the mixture of amino acids with whey is very different than perfect amino, only 16% of the whey protein is utilized to make body protein. 84% ends up as a carb with nitrogen waste. So it isn't very efficient at building body protein. It can do it and whey is not a bad food if you tolerate dairy, but you gotta eat a lot of it to get enough protein to really do something. And so in the book, we go through the calculations. The best food is of course, breast milk. But if you're not a nursing baby, you can't get breast milk. And cow's breast milk doesn't work for humans. It's very species specific. So the cow, you know, you can build a cow on, bre on cow breast milk and cow milk, but you, but, but for humans, it's not, it's not very good. So human breast milk for humans is the best. And after that, underneath that, so that's 49% utilized. So 49% of the amino acids that you eat from human breast milk get made into body protein. For the next best food for protein utilization is our whole eggs, whole hen eggs, yolk plus white. Now, the yolk is very important because one of the essential amino acids is called methionine. And that's where most of the methionine is in the egg. It's in the yolk, it's not in the white. So if you do an experiment and you feed people just eggs for their protein, so they eat fruits and vegetables, which have negligible amounts of protein, and you just give them eggs all day and you measure how many grams of nitrogen did they take in with the eggs and how, many, how much did they pee out, about 48% of it is utilized to make body protein. But if you take egg whites only, okay, we're not going to give anybody the yolks. We're going to take the yolks out. We're going to have egg white omelets all day long only about 16 or 17% of the amino acids in the egg white are utilized to make body protein. You've got to have all eight there and the eighth one's methionine and you've got to have that or it doesn't work. 
one of the other interesting things is, you know, collagen is sort of the rage, but collagen is missing tryptophan, which is one of the essential amino acids. So if you don't have other proteins with your collagen, you aren't really getting anything except calories. Because you can't make proteins without all eight essential amino acids. And so that's sort of the, you know, meats and um, fish are in the 33% range. They're, you know, after eggs, they're the best thing. The vegetable proteins are all low. They're under 10%. Some people have thought, have been told that, you know, spirulina is the master food of the gods. You can eat, you know, you can feed a whale spirulina and you can grow a thousand pound whale. But for humans, the utilization is very low. Many algaes are zero and some are 6%. Some of the spirulinas, uh, they just aren't a complete protein for, um, for humans that are utilized very well. So this is sort of a game changer for people. Um, one of the things Chelsea mentioned is that the goal of 90 grams of protein per day, that's a good goal. I'm telling people a gram per pound of what your lean body weight is. If you're 120 pounds, my target for you would be 120. But that is very hard to eat and not get fat. And if you're trying to do an intermittent fast, it's almost impossible because, you know, more than 40 or 50 grams of protein at a meal is, is just hard. It's just hard to take. And so if you add perfect amino, you can get these numbers very reasonably because 10 tablets of perfect amino is worth 30 grams of protein, 30 grams of steak. So then if your goal is 90 and you have two 30 gram meals or three, you know, 25, 20 gram protein meals, and you take two scoops of perfect amino, you get another 30 and you can reach your you know, you can reach your targets with virtually no calories because 10 grams of perfect amino, which would be two scoops of the powder or 10 tablets, is only four calories. So if you're, if, you're, if you're trying to hold weight, you'll need to eat extra calories. If you're trying to lose weight, it really is a bonus because you can get proteins in and not lose weight. So that's the idea of protein utilization or amino acid utilization. I, there's so much there that I'm, I'm so glad that you talked about, number one, I'm so glad that you explained about the egg, you know, needing to eat the whole egg. Instinctively, I've always thought, why would God make an egg? And then, you know, why would you just eat the egg white that and throw away the yolks? Like, you know, all in those years when fat is bad and cholesterol and all that. And we, we still see some of that. But um, but still, some people think the yolk is bad or are just trying to get you know, protein and focus on the protein. And so they eat just the egg whites. And I'm like, man, you're missing out on so much nutrition by throwing away the yolk. But and that just, you know, lends credence to that argument. And so I'm always recommending the whole egg. So that's one great thing. Um, you are so right. Well, just I have noticed, you know, working with um, people and in my 10 times stronger program, we are aiming for 90 grams of protein a day, we kind of work up to that because it's a lot to ask somebody to do like, all right, today's day one, try to get this much. But I do say, you know, I do recommend going up to 120 if somebody can, can swing it, but it's hard. It is hard to eat that much protein, hard to eat that much animal protein. Um, And I love protein. And so that is where I have found supplementing can be very 
helpful for people who are want the health benefits, but that are just frankly they're just full and they just can't they cannot eat that much um, protein. Also, um, I had last well, it's been about a year now since we first did Ten Times Stronger. I had a vegetarian, a former vegetarian, come in to the program. And, um, and so, yeah, we had to take it slow for her. I'd love for you to speak to that, to, you know, what happens, um, when somebody is a vegetarian for a while, they kind of lose that digestive capability. But for her, you know, that it was a, it's a lot to go from like zero to 90, zero to 120. And so using supplementation is very helpful. Also, like you said, um, when you are trying to, just generally reduce that incoming energy, um, which is what I like to call calories instead of calories, because I don't like counting calories or talking about them really. But we do we don't want to overload the body with energy, and so one way is to um, is to yeah is to get your essential amino acids, but not have them come packaged in the food. There's just a lot of really um, good uses for it, and and beyond. Um, just, you know, we think about metabolism or diet or weight, I guess is what I'm saying. A lot of people think about it for weight, but there are other great reasons to use it. And maybe we can talk about that in a, in a minute or expound on it. But could you talk about digestion um, and kind of what happens when somebody has not been eating protein and why we actually need these essential amino acids to be able to digest protein? It's kind of this whole cycle. For sure. And so that's the other challenge with trying to get enough protein just through food. In the patients that we see in our clinic, 100% of them have digestive disturbances. So diarrhea, constipation, bloating, heartburn, gas, you know, 100%. And some of them don't feel it. But if we do a stool analysis, we find they have overgrowth of bad bacteria. They may have yeast. They may have parasites. They have what we call leaky gut. The, the lining of the gut is porous, and it lets things into their body that shouldn't be there. Like this is nearly 100% of people. Virtually everyone over 35 or 40 does not make enough acid in their stomach to actually digest protein or begin the digestion process for protein. And unless they're supplementing with extra hydrochloric acid, they won't be digesting their protein. There are tens of millions of people who either through prescription or over the counter are buying drugs that block stomach acid. So Pepsid and Tagamet and Nexium, like these drugs are everywhere and they're available over the counter. And people who have digestive disturbances or their doctor says, well, you can just take these and don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. And on the, on the, in the physician's desk reference, if you read up on these drugs, it says they're for limited use, short time. You've got a bleeding ulcer. Okay, we can't have any acid in your stomach because it's going to irritate it. So two or three weeks, it's okay to take these drugs so that you can shut that process off. But then you need stomach acid and the enzymes in the stomach uh, to be activated. And if you don't, and then what happens is the, the main way, like none of us are eating sterile food. 
You have a salad. It's not sterile. There's bacteria all over it. There may be parasites on it. You go to a sushi bar. You're getting, you know, you're getting organisms. The body's made for this, and it's got strong acids in the stomach that kill the stuff. So if you don't have acid, you're taking these drugs. And then the, the bacteria, the critters that come in with what you eat don't get killed. Then they go deeper. They go in your small intestine. And probably people have heard of this thing called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And these bugs take up harbor in your small intestine. And then you end up on an antibiotic. Then you distort the normal flora. And now you're just down this path of, of like no good. So many people who aren't eating enough protein. Now, the major, some of the major proteins in the body are called enzymes. And these enzymes are the things that break down the, the big, long chain of amino acids into single amino acids that they can't break it down. And then if they don't break it down because they don't have acid in their stomach or they don't have digestive enzymes, then they can't absorb it. Then if you're looking at absorbability index in a person like this, and this isn't a few people, this is most people, they're not getting it in. And then if they're on a low protein, you know, if their idea of good nutrition is a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast and a salad with four ounces of chicken at lunch and dinner with maybe some green beans and, a, you know, mashed potatoes, the amount of protein that they're getting is way under what they need. And then they're not even able to digest and absorb that protein. They're going to be protein malnourished, which on every person with a serious illness, which is the, the list that you read there, 100% of them have been malnourished for a long time. And if you've got hair that won't grow, or you've got, you know, your thyroid's low, or you have low immune cells in your body or low hemoglobin, there's a good chance it's nutritional. You're not getting the stuff that you absolutely need to keep your body in good shape. If you're working out and you're sore for five days after a workout, you should not be sore within 24 to 48 hours of a workout if you get enough essential amino acids because that thing should heal. And so this is a, it's a long-term thing for most people. I, there's a story in the book. When I started taking Perfect Amino, I had a nine pound weight gain over a couple months, but my body measurements did not change. Like my thighs measured the same, my waist measured the same, my chest measured the same. And I'm like, where did this go? Where did the weight go? Well, the weight went because my organs were all undernourished and they grew to normal size, liver and spleen and lung and heart. And my bones were, I didn't do a bone density at the time, but if I would have done a bone density, the, the, my, was, my bones didn't have enough uh, protein in them, enough collagen in them to be normal. And that all filled in once I was taking enough essential amino acids, once I was taking enough perfect amino, that it all filled in. And that's where the weight went. And uh, so it's, you know, I was very protein malnourished after being a vegetarian for whole bunch of years. And it, it corrected it. And I also saw a performance change. And one of the most dramatic ones was, was my maximum heart rate. As a vegetarian, my maximum heart rate was 172. And after a couple of months of perfect amino acids, uh, my maximum heart rate went to 184. 
Like that is really good. And that's an that, that's a performance change. It's an organ performance change because my heart was undernourished. And by adding the essential amino acids, by adding perfect amino, I re-nourished it. And it got to the size that it was supposed to be based on my age and genetics. So, and, and this, isn't a, this isn't an unusual thing. This is the usual thing for most people. So getting the stuff in is one thing and then getting enough of it in is another thing. And the beauty of perfect amino is that it's already pre-digested. You don't need stomach acid and you don't need enzymes to get it in. If you take it on an empty stomach with water or a sports drink, it's in your bloodstream in 23 minutes. And we've measured this. And it doesn't kick up a glucose response. So if you're trying to be keto or you're trying to watch your blood sugar, it does not produce an increase in blood sugar and it does not produce an increase in insulin. So you can sort of match it with anything. Uh, it also doesn't interact. If you're on prescription medication, it doesn't interact with any prescription medication. So it's not a, you know, it won't interfere with anything that you're doing. That's so great. And you need, you need protein, you need amino acids to make enzymes because they're yeah. made from members. So you, you're, that situation's not going to get better. It's like a vicious cycle. If you can't digest protein, you know, you can't make enzymes and you still can't digest protein and same with the stomach acid. And so I think this is one of those ways that, you know, you can really therapeutically use it to, um, to help your body get back, get that mojo back. And there's other ways. And so I'm glad you brought that up, you know, bone Let density. Let me just add one thing in there because oh, this sure. is something that we measure. <clears throat> so you get an amino acid profile and they're very low. And then one of the things that we get on the stool test is the level of a, of one of the pancreatic digestive enzymes called chymotrypsin. So it's a, it's a digestive enzyme made in the pancreas. When you eat a meal and the meal goes into the small intestine, the pancreas squirts this stuff in the small intestine and chymotrypsin is one of the things that breaks down the long chain of amino acids that's in the protein into short little single amino acids. And about 100% of the time, you see low amino acid profile on the blood. And then you look at what's the level of chymotrypsin in the stool. And normal in this on this lab is between 30 and 40. And their chymotrypsin level will be three, less than three, maybe five. Like, it's a, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's a catch 22. So you can't, you don't have the enzymes to digest it and then you can't digest it. But if you don't digest it, you can't get the amino acids in to make more of the digestive enzymes. And so people get stuck in this, in this sort of catch 22 where they can't, they can't get out of it unless you give essential amino acids, make, now your body will start making more enzymes. Now, when you put your real food in there, it will be able to digest it. And then you'll be able to get the nutrition from your food. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I think that's one thing that people just, they don't realize and um, how critical the amino acids are for so many reasons, the essential aminos for so many reasons. Um, I'm glad you brought that up about bone density. And I'm so glad you just, you brought up how the, the scale went up, but it was, God, what a wonderful reason for the scale to go up because your organs are increasing in density and they're, you know, they're filling in the way they needed to be. I think that is such a, a beautiful thing. And 
um, and good for people to be aware of if they were, you know, increasing protein, increasing um, supplementation with essential amino acids, and they saw that, that could be alarming, that sometimes that's alarming for us women. And so, but to know that that is a better thing, especially um, considering bone health. Um, Could you speak to using essential amino acids therapeutically for sleep and for um, just mental mental health, mental capability, mental focus? Because I can tell you that's one of my favorite things that I notice about using them. It's just a, a real clarity, kind of a, a calm clarity is what I've tried to describe it to people as, which sounds strange, but, um, but that's what I noticed for me. So tell us how, how that's working. So the other thing, you know, it's obvious that muscles are made out of amino acids and their proteins. And bones are made out of amino acids and their proteins and so are organs. But one of the things that's that people might not think of is that many of the hormones in our body are actually proteins. Growth hormone is a protein. Insulin is a protein. And that in order to make these things, you have to have essential amino acids. The other area which are made out of amino acids are these things called neurotransmitters. So the nervous system... So the brain and the peripheral nervous system, the way nerves communicate with each other is that one nerve has to communicate with the nerve that it's giving a message to across a little gap. And that little gap is called a synapse. And so it doesn't touch the nerve it's communicating to. It sends a little messenger molecule across. And these messenger molecules are called neurotransmitters. So they're transmitting neurological information. And there's probably 60 or 70 of them that the body uses. But they're made out of amino acids. And so if you're deficient in amino acids, you, your brain may not be able to get messages or transmit messages or normalize things the way it's supposed to. And so this could be expressed to someone as can't sleep, can't think, can't remember, depressed, anxious. So we measure these things. We can measure neurotransmitters. And on the patients that we see in the clinic, we measure their neurotransmitters. And we find that, oh, you know, you're super depressed while your serotonin levels in the toilet or your dopamine levels in the toilet, or your GABA levels are in the toilet. Now, these are the neurotransmitter particles, and they're low. Well, if you don't have the raw materials, the body can't make them. And so in the essential amino acid blend, in Perfect Amino, you have all these essential ones. And mostly what you can do is just load in lots of it And then the body will utilize it for where it needs it. Oh, yeah, it's got to heal up this thing. And there's a backlog here. And the bones are a little weak. And it puts it there. And then, oh, boy, the neurotransmitters are low and blah, blah, blah. And it can can fix it. And I had just a dramatic example of this in a handful of patients. And this occurred because the patients all had four things in common. They were tired, they were depressed, they couldn't sleep, and they were all on acid blocker medicines. 
And when I measured their blood level amino acids, tryptophan, which is one of the essential amino acids, was very low in all of them. So they couldn't digest their proteins. They couldn't get tryptophan in from as an essential amino acids from their foods. And now tryptophan is the parent molecule for melatonin, which is a sleep hormone. So these guys couldn't sleep. They have no tryptophan. They can't make melatonin. Tryptophan is also a parent molecule for what's a molecule called NAD, which is an essential molecule in making energy. Your little factories in your cells, the mitochondria, need NAD in order to make energy. And the parent molecule is tryptophan. And so they couldn't do it. And then they were depressed. Well, the parent molecule, the, the serotonin is, is associated with depression, low serotonin. And the parent molecule for serotonin is, again, tryptophan. So we started giving them essential amino acids. And there's plenty of tryptophan and perfect amino. And got them off their acid blockers. And their fatigue went away. And their depression went away. And they started to sleep. And so this combination can occur in a lot of people. And that was a nutritional deficiency brought on by a drug. But sometimes it can be, you know, through aging, people get deficiencies or through improper uh, or, or inadequate nutrition, people get these deficiencies. And that by doing the same thing, you can replenish them. Another example is many times people have low thyroid. And their thyroid hormone level in their blood is low. And we measure the levels of amino acids in their blood. And the parent molecule for thyroid hormone is phenylalanine. And the body takes phenylalanine, which is an essential amino acid. It turns it into another amino acid, a non-essential called tyrosine. And then if you add three iodines on tyrosine, you get thyroid hormone. And so some people, it's like, well, they're hypothyroid, and what are they going to do about it? And they don't want to take an exterior hormone. Okay, good. Let's give you iodine, because you may be low in iodine. We measure this. And you're low in tyrosine, and let's give, give you perfect amino, and your body will be able to make all the tyrosine it needs. And then they don't need thyroid hormone level any, uh, anymore, because their level of thyroid hormone goes up, because now their body can make it. And the problem was a deficiency, maybe of iodine and or phenylalanine or tyrosine. So this is, this is, we had a, a guy who owned a nursing home in Hawaii. And the nursing home was mostly for people who could not do self-care. They couldn't get out of bed. They couldn't sort of arrange their meals. They couldn't bathe themselves. And they were in this home. And he heard about Perfect Amino and he's got this, you know, he heard me talking about it and he got this idea. Maybe some of my guys are just malnourished. And so he started giving them 10 tablets or two scoops of perfect amino three times a day. And in two months, 30% of his population was discharged because oh. the, 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 their bodies rebuilt the stuff that wasn't being built, neurotransmitters and muscles and the rest of this stuff. And they could then get up, go to the bathroom, brush their teeth, walk into the dining hall, eat their meals, and they didn't need his you know, sort of advanced care. And they were protein malnourished. <laughs> so. 
That's amazing. I, and that is one thing, you know, I tell people all the time is, you know, as we're aging, I mean, you, to keep our independence, we want to stay mobile, you know, and stay healthy. And, um, and so much of that is, is supporting these building blocks of our body, which are essential amino acids. And, and that is why, you know, protein is so important. And, um, and I think this is a great option for people who, you know, like you said, struggle to get enough in, struggle with digestion and gut health to, you know, to be able to utilize um, protein for food. This is kind of one of those, and like, gosh, I I just like think about thyroid, you know, like all these people with thyroid issues. I mean, can is your body even able to make thyroid hormone? You know, do you have the the essential amino acids there? Because it's like you said, if you're trying to make a car or or one thing I always compare the essential amino acid to is like, like Legos, like, you know, you're building a Lego, building a little Lego house, and you need a, you know, a, a square pink Lego, and you don't have that, well, so bad, you can't finish your house, because you don't have the right things. And so if your body's trying to, you know, use all these different Legos to, to build your, your thyroid hormone, or your insulin, or your NAD, like you said, or a neurotransmitter, and it gets to that point where it needs that that pink square and it doesn't have it, well, you're just kind of out of luck. And that's very unfortunate, you know? And that's a hundred percent right. And it's, it's, it's can be subtle. It can be interesting. Here's a, here's another just sort of interesting personal story. My, there is a, there was a very famous dentist in New York who got, um, his name was William Donald Kelly and he got pancreatic cancer and he sort of hated all regular medicine and he wasn't going to go get chemotherapy for his pancreatic cancer because most people with pancreatic cancer die, whether you get treated or not, and not in our clinic, but the, the general rule is that's what happens. So he, 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 he's smart and he puts together this combination of, uh, of using coffee enemas and sauna. And he, and he was, he, he found this endocrinologist from the early 1900s who said that the reason cancer cells got active is that there was not enough pancreatic enzymes to take them out when they went bad. So his theory was pancreatic enzymes are needed to digest food, but also they're supposed to circulate at certain levels in your bloodstream. And if, and if any cells go weirdo and start to become cancerous, these pancreatic enzymes will nail them. And that people who get cancer have a pancreatic enzyme deficiency. And so he's put together these very extreme, super potent combinations of pancreatic enzymes. And he started taking them like, like lots of them. And his pancreatic cancer cured. And so he started to then work with people who called him up and said, you cured your pancreatic cancer. Can I talk to you? Blah, blah, blah. And he had about 10,000 cases where he had very good success. So I have a patient who's, who comes to me from Idaho and she's got some problems and I work with her. And it turned out that she was working with William Donald Kelly. He passed away. He, 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 he got so many attacks from the medical people that he went crazy and he, he was not a good, he was a crazy guy, but she worked with him before he died and learned his methodology. And so one day we're sitting around, I did the visit with her and we had some extra time. And she said, you know, uh, Dr. Kelly said that if you want to check to see if you have brewing cancer 
and get it early. You do three days of these high dose pancreatic enzymes and, uh, and they will take care of you. So she said to me, you want to try it? I said, sure. I, I don't think I have cancer, but I'm, I'm willing to try it. So I, she gets me a supply of these high dose enzymes. And the protocol was you take 12 when you get up, 12 with breakfast, 12 before lunch, 12 with lunch, 12 before dinner, 12 with dinner, 12 before you go to bed. And so I'm like gung-ho. I get up in the morning, empty stomach. I take 12 of them. And within two hours, I feel like I'm pretty sure the enzymes ate through a big hole in my stomach. I've got pain like you wouldn't believe. And I went to the refrigerator and got out the, the, uh, the sodium bicarbonate and I'm drinking it down, trying to save my stomach. And I saw her later that day and she said, how are you doing so far? And I said, I don't think I got cancer, but I can't take these things. I, they're going to kill me. If I had one more dose, it, I know it would eat a hole in my stomach. And I did, this is pre-perfect amino. So I just set it aside and I didn't have a good answer for it because I couldn't explain it, but I just let it go. So after a few years, I go through this thing. I'm taking perfect amino. My legs healed up. I'm doing really well. And I thought maybe one of the reasons why that the enzyme combination affected me the way it did is that I didn't have enough mucus coating on my stomach. And maybe that was because there wasn't enough amino acids to do the job, whatever. I didn't know exactly. Now that I'm now that I know my amino acid levels are good, I'm going to test it again. And I called her up and she sent me another bottle of these enzymes. And I took 12, seven times that day. And then the next day and the next day and nothing happened. I was completely fine. So that was another symptom, quote unquote, of amino acid deficiency in me is that my stomach couldn't tolerate these enzymes. And when I was repleted with the amino acids, they did fine with me and I didn't have cancer and I tolerated it fine. And it was, a, you know, it was a, it was just like another lesson for me on, you don't know what you're missing unless you get an unusual challenge. And I would never have thought before I got into this whole thing that that would mean I was a deficient in essential amino acids or proteins, just wouldn't have put it together. So I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff where people's symptoms go away. And in their body, it was an expression of not enough essential amino acids. So this is the major building block for the body. And you want to make sure you have enough. You just didn't realize you were missing a steering wheel. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so just, I'm so glad um, we're kind of, we're coming on time here. I want to respect your time, but you've just spoken to everything I wanted everyone to hear today, just um, I, from somebody else besides me, who's always explaining how important protein is, essential amino acids. And you, you brought a level to it that I, I think will impress upon people um, even, even higher importance. Um, before you go, a couple things. If somebody is taking um, this supplement, is it, it is best to take it on an empty stomach, correct? You know, there's ideal and there's real. Okay. So ideal is you take them on an empty stomach with, it could be juice or a sports drink or water. You know, something non, that doesn't have fat in it. And it's in your bloodstream in 23 minutes and you do what you want. What I found practically 
So now I've given this, this stuff to, to tens of thousands of people is that they can't always do it. And I'd rather they get it than not get it. So get in your dose. If you just ate and you forgot, take your dose anyway. It will still work. And, um, and it's okay. Okay, good. It takes a little pressure off. Yeah. And, um, and I will say, I will tell people, well, you can tell people where to find you, but I, your email, um, I'm on your email list and it just has the best education. It, I, I really enjoy getting um, the newsletters from Body Health. It's great education. And if you, if you, when you get perfect aminos, I mean, you, it comes with a, it'll, you can get a guide that explains when to take it for sleep, when to take it for, um, you know, working out and how not to be sore and kind of all of those therapeutic reasons. So if somebody is um, questioning that, you can get that. And then if somebody's in the 10 times stronger program with me, we I have all of that information in my, in the program materials as well. But that's really helpful to know. So you can, you can target it um, therapeutically for those reasons, which is great. So where is the best place? Is it to go to bodyhealth.com? Is that the best place to just go directly to, to order everything? Yeah. So bodyhealth.com is the, is the website or is the, is the home for body health and all the various products we have. Um, and there's a, the, the um, they, it can get the book there or on Amazon. Um, there's a free PDF version of the book there too, if they want to do that. The, um, my clinic is called LifeWorks Wellness Center. It's L-I-F-E-W-O-R-K-S Wellness Center. And the website is what lifeworkswellnesscenter.com. So if people are interested in, in coming to the practice, they can inquire there. There's also hundreds of, of videos on there about all different aspects of health and performance and longevity. And, you know, that's all free and people can go on there and, and it'll route you to our YouTube channel and they can, they can watch that stuff. Same with the body health site. So there's, there's, um, you know, I think the way the, the, our, our, our culture is going downhill like at rocket speed and it involves our food and our environment and, and, uh, our spiritual demise is going with it. Um, you're a Christian organization. And so I know you understand this. One of the ways out in terms of environment is food is don't buy any of the stuff that the bad guys are putting out. Don't eat GMO foods. You, 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 you vote with your dollar and with what you eat and what you feed your family and what you put in your, in your body. And if the demand is there for, like we want organic food, we want free range meats and eggs, and we're not going to buy this stuff from you guys and all the packaged stuff that's all poisoned. We're not going to buy it. And the more people that do this is the only way that I can see is that we're going to actually change this culture. We're not going to buy the stuff that is going to, that, that sort of insidiously is killing us. And then we got a chance to like maybe roll over this gigantic you know, sort of behemoth that's, that's, um, that's, that's messing us up and making people sick. You know, 150 years ago, people ate real food and they worked and they were healthy and there was very little cancer and very little heart disease and no autism and no osteoporosis because people were nurtured in a correct way. And now we resorted to like perfect amino. I mean, ideally nobody has to take perfect amino because they don't need it. 
Unfortunately, now 99% of us, including myself, because I'm trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing, I'm trying to live as long as I can and be as well as I can and, you know, do 25 more Ironmans. Um, and I find that the only way to do it or to get people better is that you have to supplement with this stuff and be careful with what you put in your body. Um, and, and then you can, you can sort of stay above this ocean that's running very fast toward, uh, literally extinction of our species. Yes. I always tell people, Bill Gates does not know better than God about how to make meat. So please do not choose fake meat. (laughs) Oh man, that makes me crazy. Um, well, everything you said, amen, amen, and amen to that. And it's a great way to lead me to the the final two questions I ask all of my guests, which are number one, what is your um, anchor meal, your favorite go-to healthy meal. And number two, what is your anchor verse, a favorite Bible verse? Ooh. Okay. Um, that is a good one. <laughs> Throw you a curveball. <laughs> well, what came to mind is let not your heart be troubled. Because I think we can do this. Like we can do this. And we just have to get more people on bow, on board and understanding it. And, um, and then I think my favorite meal, gee, that's hard. My wife is really a good cook and, uh, God, my favorite meal. So she makes incredible salads with, you know, like, like she spends an hour different cabbages and onions and, you know, avocados and, and almonds and stuff. And then, um, last night she made some roast beef in, a in one of those, those pressure cooker things. Oh, like an instant pot. Yeah. Like an instant pot. And with the sauce and it was just like, wow, that is really I mean, my, ma- my major meals are, are meat and vegetables or fish and vegetables or eggs. And that was like, that was like 100 you know, that's like a 10 meal. So that, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I love that you chose let, your, let not your heart be troubled because what you were just speaking to before that, sometimes it feels so overwhelming. Like we're up against such powerful you know, beings with all the way they're, they're changing the food supply and the quality. And it just comes sometimes feels too big to overcome, but, um, we know that we can, and, and your advice is good. You know, we, we vote with our dollars and what we buy and what we prioritize. And so, um, I'm so glad you, you said that. Thank yeah. So and and just one last thought. Yeah. You no, know, we know that in the end there is going to be heaven on earth. And we know now that it's not the end because we don't have it. So we're okay. We're going to get there. We just have to keep working at it. That's right. It's all going to be okay. Oh, I am truly like so honored that you were here because I have been such a a fan of your work. Um, And I thank you so much for your time. And I do encourage people to um, to give Perfect Amino a try. And you, I have a, a code if you use Chelsea. 20 you'll get 20 percent off so that's a great thing um 
definitely apply that and y'all always have great sales and everything. So, um, it's a, it's one of the ones I keep in my supplement cabinet for sure. Um, so thanks again for being here, Dr. Minkoff. I really appreciate it. Chelsea, it was a ball. Love talking with you and, um, God bless. Thank you all for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. Oh, 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 oh,